Life Audio. Welcome to the Crosswalk Devotional. We're glad to have you listening with us. Today's topic asks, does the Bible really call people stupid? We'll return with the devotional after a brief message from one of our sponsors. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Does the Bible Really Call People Stupid? By Clarence L. Haynes, Jr. Read by Leah Martin Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but whoever hates correction is stupid. Proverbs 12.1 It's not very often you see the word stupid used in the Bible. For as long as this word's been around, it has rarely, if ever, been used in a positive light, especially when referring to another person. This usage in Proverbs is no different. I don't know if you've ever been called stupid in your life, but if you have, you know the term's highly offensive and should rarely be used to describe someone. For this reason, we should pay close attention when the Bible chooses to define someone in this manner. Before we begin to pull out some truth from this verse, I want to share with you what one commentator wrote about this word stupid that's used here in Proverbs. The New English Translation Bible notes the word ba'ar, defined as brutish or stupid, normally describes dumb animals that lack intellectual sense. Here, it describes the moral fool who's not willing to learn from correction. He's like a dumb animal. I hope that begins to shape your perspective on the gravity and intensity of this word. Now let's make some personal applications. Here are two key questions to ask yourself about this verse. Question one, do you love discipline? There are two correlations made in this verse. The first one is between discipline and knowledge. Here's a definition of the word discipline. You'll see why it correlates with knowledge. The Baker Encyclopedia of the Bible defines discipline as learning that molds character and enforces correct behavior from a Latin word meaning instruction or training. To discipline a person or a group means to put them in a state of good order so that they function in the way intended. Discipline, in spite of a popular misconception, isn't inherently stern or harsh. Bible translators chose disciple as an appropriate term for one who learns by following. When you define discipline in this manner, you can see why it's correlated to knowledge. 
The person who loves discipline loves being instructed and trained and therefore sees it as part of the process of attaining knowledge. The disciplined person in this verse is the person who loves learning and will endure the process so that they can obtain knowledge. Question 2. Do you hate correction? The second correlation in this verse is for the person who hates being corrected. This type of person either thinks they know it all or views correction as some type of dishonor or disrespect. This can affect anyone. We can believe we know so much about something that there's nothing anyone can tell us about it. This is a form of pride that doesn't make us look smarter, that makes us look foolish. And if you behave in this manner, the Bible calls you stupid. That's a humbling pill to swallow. So how can you make this very practical verse apply to your life? Here are two simple ways. One, always be a student. There's so much to learn in this world that it's truly impossible to know it all. For this reason, always be a student. I heard Pastor A.R. Bernard say this. I am sometimes the teacher, but always the student. The disciplined person recognizes how much they don't know instead of celebrating how much they do. This type of person will always acquire more knowledge. 2. Embrace the people God places around you. One of the reasons God places people in your life and encourages you to walk in fellowship with them is because we don't know it all. God puts people around you to help you grow and get better. For this to happen, there will be moments of correction. Sometimes these moments aren't pleasant, but we must learn to embrace them and not despise them because they're for our good. Obviously, there's wisdom in how correction's given, but even if it's not done right, don't automatically reject the correction, especially if there's merit to what's being said. In the Proverbs verse, the word hate means literally to abhor, to detest, to loathe or to have a feeling of intense dislike. This is the attitude of the person who hates correction and doesn't want anybody to tell them anything they don't want to hear. Is it any wonder why the Bible calls this person stupid? Let's not be those people. As you think about your own life, what type of person are you right now? And what type of person do you want to be? I know correction isn't always an easy pill to swallow, but it's better to struggle with swallowing the pill than to be declared stupid. As I said earlier, rarely has that word ever been used in a positive light. Intersecting Faith and Life Rick Rigsby explains it well in this quote, Ego is the anesthesia that deadens the pain of stupidity. For further reading, check out these Crosswalk.com articles. Three ways not to be stupid according to the Bible. And should you correct a foolish person or stay silent? And read Proverbs 26, 4 through 12. The Crosswalk Devotional is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com.
Has fear stolen your peace? I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, helping you fight your fears and grow your faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.